0: A surge in violent crime in Ecuador. How dangerous is the situation on the ground?
1: Homicides have risen on a country level at a startling rate. 180% from 2020 to 2021.
0: Coming up, what's behind the rise in attacks, how authorities are struggling to cope, and what you need to do to keep your people and operations in Ecuador safe.
1: Avoiding trouble spots in urban centres, Uh, maintaining a low profile and avoiding demonstrations.
0: Violence in Ecuador, a new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. For a long time, Ecuador has been seen as one of the safer countries in Latin America, but not anymore. On Tuesday, explosive devices went off in the port city of Guayaquil and in the city of Esmeraldas, including an attack on a health center. Officials blamed organized crime for the attacks as retaliation for the transfer of hundreds of gang members from violent and overcrowded prisons to other detention centers. Al Jazeera reporting on a massive surge in violent crime in the country. The number of homicides has almost trebled and civilians are sometimes being caught in the crossfire. Authorities blame criminal gangs battling for control of the drugs trade. But so far, their efforts to crack down on those behind the attacks aren't achieving much. <laughs> Ecuador's president, Guillermo Lasso, has imposed curfews and a state of emergency and deployed police and military task forces. But they've had little success, and he's accused the gangs of trying to cause terror. To find out more, I've been speaking to Sarah el senior security specialist on intelligence and assistance at International SOS. She told me how Ecuador went from being one of the safer countries in Latin America to its current state.
1: The security environment deteriorated drastically in recent years. The country is on track to surpass the regional average for violent crimes by the end of this year. Homicides have risen on the country level at a startling rate, increasing by 180% from 2020 to 2021. 80% of these murders are attributed to gangs warfare Additionally, the country has seen the deadliest prison riots in its history this last year.
0: Those are absolutely extraordinary numbers in terms of the rise in violent crime over a very short time frame. We'll get into those issues of why the gang violence is surging in a moment. But first, just tell me a little bit more about the kinds of attacks that we've been seeing.
1: In recent months, we assessed uh, through our local contacts and security partners as well as the deployment of a security management team to Ecuador, a significant escalation in the security environment in the country, and specifically in Guayaquil, where clashes between criminal groups vying to control the distribution and export of drugs, primarily cocaine, have increased. Those attacks, most often consisting of car bombings and shootings, are typically carried out by criminal groups in retaliation for prisoners' transfers and used to be mostly contained to outlying areas of the city. However, the locations, the targets, and also the level of violence of the most recent attacks are clearly indicative of a change in the modus operandi of those criminal groups. We have also noticed an increase in the level of violence involved in these attacks. Methods that were not traditionally adopted by criminal groups in Ecuador, but for which narco-trafficking groups operating in countries like Mexico and Colombia are infamous. That can be explained by a possible involvement of some of the most powerful Mexican cartels in the drug trade in Ecuador. Some of these cartels, including the Sinaloa cartel, are believed to be increasingly conducting and possibly leading operations in Ecuador, although the extent of their involvement uh, is not entirely clear.
0: So this, as you say, is is primarily gang-related violence, but to what extent are civilians in Ecuador getting caught up in it?
1: The most recent uh, attacks in Guayaquil are alarming and indicative of increasing risks for civilians. A bombing on the 14th of August in the southern part of Guayaquil killed five people and injured 17 others. More recently, on the first days of November, a series of shootings and bombings occurred in locations commonly frequented by civilians, including the city's main bus terminal, gas stations, a health centre, and even the upscale neighbourhood of Alborada.
0: Why now? You you mentioned that... Some of this is related to criminal gangs that have operated outside of Ecuador trying to become involved in, in criminal activity inside Ecuador. But why are these gangs suddenly so active?
1: The recent uptick in violence is due in part to the changing patterns of criminal activity in neighboring Colombia, as well as the boom in coca and cocaine production in Peru which have given Ecuador a far more prominent role in the narcotic supply chain since 2018, deepening its involvement in production, refining, storage, and transport operations. Additionally, the reconfiguration of transborder drug supply chains and a series of institutional failings, above all in the prison system, have made Ecuador a favored destination for criminal groups to ...traffic drugs and launder profits. Why is
0: one specific port city becoming the epicenter for so much of this violence?
1: As mentioned previously, the entirety of the country has witnessed an escalation... ...in violent crimes in recent years. However, the surge has indeed been particularly significant in the coastal areas... ...namely Guaya's province, and specifically in the metropolitan area of its capital Guayaquil which has become the epicenter of violence in the country. More than 1,200 murders had been recorded in the city and the neighboring cantons of Duran and San this year. The surge in violence in the city is primarily due to its strategic geographic location. Unlike the capital Quito, which is located in the Andes mountainous region and has thus far been spared by criminal groups setting up bases, Guayaquil is housed to the country's largest port, which handles 85% of Ecuador's non-oil exports. But the facility is also a focal point for drug shipment and storage, leading criminal groups to set bases in the city and battle for turf near the port.
0: Uh, Let's talk a little bit about what Ecuador's government is doing to try to combat the violence.
1: Uh, President Lasso's government introduced multiple security measures, six consecutive declarations of state of emergency, perimeter controls, special operations, and curfews in three provinces. Now that these foreign better organized criminal groups are believed to be operating in Ecuador, local authorities are facing an arduous task as they seem to lack the experience and also the means to fight back. The situation will prove to be even more challenging as the government is simultaneously dealing with popular dissatisfaction over various social and economic grievances, and the subsequent latent risk of uprising.
0: So let's move on to the advice that you have for people who have operations in Ecuador at the moment. What should they be doing?
1: Our current advice is to closely monitor developments in the country and review contingency planning in the event of further civil unrest that disrupts travel and business operations. The levels of exposure to crime-related threats should also be reviewed for operators in areas that are mostly affected by the spike in violence. Those operating in and around ports and coastal areas, including Guayaquil, should review their security posture, uh, including protocols for staff, logistics, transport, and hours of operations. The latter is particularly relevant as shootouts and bombings have been mostly occurring after dark, which uh, prompted the authorities to declare a nightly curfew in Guayaquil Esmeraldas and Santo Domingo. Additionally, we advise workforce to be attentive to developments in the prison system. Increasing violence has been coinciding with movement of prisoners. Therefore, it is highly advisable to exercise extra caution when such operations are being carried out. Attacks often involve firearms, explosives, and bomb cars, causing significant incidental risks to bystanders. That is why we advise that people always remain vigilant to their surroundings and report any suspicious behaviour or packages to the authorities.
0: What about those who may be planning to travel to Ecuador? What's the advice for them?
1: Travel to Ecuador can proceed, but subject to an individual risk assessment. We recommend that people traveling to the country contact international SOS to receive a thorough security brief for their itinerary. Uh, We also advise that they exercise standard precautions such as avoiding trouble spots in urban centers, uh, maintaining a low profile, and avoiding demonstrations. Workforce traveling to coastal areas of the country, uh, including rural parts of Guayas province, must be fully confident in their security, transport, and accommodation arrangements, and should be briefed on the prevailing risks prior to their trip. Protocols for ground movement and other operations should be reviewed and updated, possibly considering journey management and security support. Travel to Colombian and Amazon border areas, however, should be for essential purposes only. And that is due to the risk of incursion by Colombian rebel groups and kidnap for ransom.
0: Sarah Al yumni Senior Security Specialist on Intelligence and Assistance at International SOS. Don't forget, you can get all the latest information and alerts on the situation in Ecuador and other hotspots around the world from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out how to get in touch with us via our global network of assistance centers, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening, and goodbye.